A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Allison. Let's pray. Uh, God, today uh, we come as we are, um, and all those things that are stirring about us um, in this world, in the news again about violence, um, those things that we're wondering about, where our hearts are aching, the questions that we ask. And here's the gift that you continue to bring each and every time, that you show up right where we are, and that your word can speak to us right where we are. And so we pray today that that indeed will happen to all of us, individually and as a community. And so open our hearts and our ears and our lives and our eyes to the power of your word. Amen. I had a conversation this week with someone about role models. We were talking about those people in our lives who influence the way that we live. People, when we see them in action, are people who we would like to be like. And often these people to whom we can relate with, or people to whom we want to emulate their identity, are people that are maybe similar or have some connections to us. And when I was thinking about things today, I wondered, and maybe this is a question to start us off, who is your faith role model? And for some reason, I keep thinking about Bartimaeus, this blind man begging on the side of the road so long ago. Could it be that Bartimaeus is a role model for us? when we are called to be people of faith. We don't know much about him other than he is blind. He's unable to provide for himself. So he spends his days on the side of the road begging, hoping that others may share enough with him for him to survive. Mark tells us that Jesus and his disciples are leaving Jericho and a large crowd is with them. 
Bartimaeus obviously cannot see, but he hears all the commotion and hears that it is Jesus who is coming. And so he begins to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Since he can't make his way to Jesus, yelling is his way of getting close. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he doesn't stop. Even as people around him try to shush his voice. And Jesus does hear his cry. And he asks the people, bring him near. And so Bartimaeus comes. And Jesus asks so directly, what do you want me to do for you? And his response, my teacher, let me see again. And immediately he regained his sight and got up from the side of the road and followed Jesus on the road as they headed to Jerusalem, a journey that would lead to the cross. It is Bartimaeus's request that I keep thinking about. Help me see again. So does the again mean that at one time Bartimaeus must have been able to see and for whatever reason he lost that ability? And so he was asking, he was yelling, he was pleading, I want to see again. And yet once he regained his sight, he didn't stay put. He got up from his place and he followed Jesus. Now I have a question about the story. What is the difference between believing in Jesus and following Jesus? Because it's clear that Bartimaeus followed Jesus. And so it is his loud persistence, obviously, that he believed in Jesus and that Jesus could help him see again, but he didn't stop there. He then changed directions, got up from his known spot, and followed Jesus. Now, I'm not sure of that answer, the difference between believing and following, but it makes me wonder, do we follow Jesus? How do we just not talk a good talk like, yeah, I have faith and I sometimes go to church, but what does this mean that this faith would actually play itself out in the situation that you are in right now, that I am in right now? To go back to Pastor Han's question of us last week, with a young rich ruler, following Jesus may be asking the question, how do I live my life? Now, a couple things I'm pondering in this story. First, Bartimaeus is really open about his brokenness. He's a blind beggar, and life was clearly not easy for him. And he was not shy about naming what he was lacking. He could not see and run to Jesus, so he just yelled as loud as he could, have mercy on me, Jesus. And I wonder somehow 
if those words that he cried out held other words, like he was saying, I'm lacking Jesus. I can't do this on my own, Jesus. And through this vulnerability, there was an opening to name his need, and this is where he was heard. Not only did Jesus hear him, but all those people around him heard him too. We're not so good about naming our brokenness publicly, are we? I scarcely ever get a Christmas card that talks about how dreadful the past year has been or the struggles someone is facing. Social media praises the awesome photo and the insightful message. Naming our brokenness, naming what we lack, is often perceived as weakness. But how could our relationships change if we were open about naming all that is broken? How could this help us follow Jesus? Secondly, although most of us are not physically blind, we have blind spots. There are so many things of this world that distract us. There are things that are bright and shiny and our attention gets drawn to them. We get mesmerized by looking at them. Or sometimes our vision gets so focused that we just see what we want to see. I mean, really, how do we see in our lives all those things that Jesus is talking about? In Mark, he talks about the kingdom of God coming near. And in every single story, he tries to show us what is that, that is like. Like a new way to live where it's not about focusing on ourselves and making ourselves right and worthy, but rather offering ourselves to other people. How do we see in this world that's so heavily tainted by affluence that wealth is not a sign of blessing? What do we do from, to keep from being blinded in this world? Maybe our ongoing quest of what it means to be a follower of Jesus is revealed again in Bartimaeus's request of Jesus. Help me see again. Help me see this way of living that you are talking about Jesus because the world shows me something else. Help me see that even through suffering and distractions of this world that you are present. Maybe this is our ongoing request for healing as we get on the road and follow Jesus. What's blinding you right now? What is it that you would like to see? Somehow I think this story becomes real and relevant to each of us. We can all take it from here and make it applicable. I want to share with you today how this story plopped itself in my life. I remember receiving the call in early January that my dad was breathing but unresponsive, and so we, need to, we needed to quickly make decisions about hospice care. My family really wanted my dad to come home to die, to be around familiar things, and for all of us to huddle close in a space 
that we know. So we decided on this. My dad was gonna leave his care center and go home and die. And so I left the care center that afternoon to gather my things so I could stay overnight with my dad, thinking that in the morning he would be transported back to my parents' home. When I returned to the care center that evening, my mom and sister sat down with me and they said, Beth, I don't know if we're physically gonna be able to take care of dad at home. The hospice nurse would come once a day, but we would be responsible for taking care of him or we would need to bring in help to help us with this. So all of a sudden, this plan that I had set in my mind that I kept imagining ourselves walking through was being questioned, and I couldn't see what was ahead. I so wanted my dad to go home. So I wrestled all night in what we should do, and in my sleeplessness, I pleaded some kind of crazy prayer to God to say, help us figure out what decision we should make. Should my dad stay or should he go home? Very early that next morning, Gannett, one of my dad's caregivers, came into the room. I quickly told her how we were struggling if we should take my dad home or if he should stay where he's at. She hugged me and said to me very gently, Beth, I have been with your dad since the first day that he came here. Please let me take care of him until the end. Somehow God translated my relentless prayer about what to do into the simple words, Beth, let me help you see again. Gannett's words opened my eyes so I could see something that I was missing. And I realized that she was called to give to us as much as we needed to receive what she was giving to my dad and our whole family. Healing came as my eyes were opened to see Jesus through Gannett. And so we stayed. Now the reality of my healing was that it came along the way. I knew my dad was not gonna be miraculously healed from his Parkinson's disease, but rather my eyes were open to see God's presence along the way, in the midst of the suffering. And I realized that my daily prayer needed simply to be, Jesus, help me see again and again, because I kept forgetting being blinded in my own grief. The healing that Bartimaeus received that day in Jericho is gifted to us as well. We really cannot follow Jesus on our own. Our eyes need to be opened again and again. And so maybe this can be our prayer during this season of Lent and hopefully beyond, in the midst of our broken world and all the suffering that we will endure, Jesus promises to meet us on the road to help us to see 
again. And maybe this is what following Jesus is all about. Let it be so. Amen.